In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. This is the second Sunday of Great Lent, and on this second Sunday, the Church commemorates the great theologian and the defender of orthodoxy, he's even called, St. Gregory Palamas, who was the Archbishop of Thessaloniki in the 14th century. Now, he is called a defender of orthodoxy because he defended something that we as Orthodox Christians know and take for granted. But there are some people who said that what the Orthodox did was not correct and that they, we should be doing and thinking things differently. Now, the thing that we take for granted that St. Gregory the Palamas defended is that we believe that God himself in Jesus Christ, that is, God acted in the world. That the miracles were God's true works done in the world. When God raised his paralytic, it was God's true power that Jesus Christ is God's presence in the world. And that St. Gregory defended that there are even some people who when they pray, they can experience this not just merely presence of God, but they can be united to God here now in history. In fact, all of us can, and all of us do in some way or another. When you come with faith and receive the Holy Communion, understanding that it is truly the presence of God, that, God, that Jesus Christ is really presence in the Communion, you are partaking of the Orthodox faith that Jesus Christ is God and is present in the world. There are other people who have experienced God in a, in a different way, but just as equally as holy as receiving Holy Communion. There were some saints who when they prayed and when they were silent and present before God, they actually would see God. They would see, I should say, they would see the uncreated light of God. If you have a question what the uncreated light of God is, all we need to look is to the great event of transfiguration. When Jesus was on Mount Tabor and he revealed himself, as the hymn says, as much as the disciples Peter, James, and John could bear, and the disciples were able to understand that Jesus Christ is fully God. Another person who experienced this divine light of God is none other than Moses. Moses, when he was at the burning bush, he still saw this uncreated light of God. Now there is one person, a heretic, in St. Gregory's time, his name is St. Varlam of Calabria, who said that no, that really wasn't the presence of God. It was some kind of intermediary, intermediary, it was some kind of symbol, it was some kind of metaphor, but not truly the presence of Christ. And St. Gregory Palamas laid out this defense that said, no, it is truly the presence of God, the living God, Jesus Christ, among us. Now before this, the church celebrated began celebrating this uh, Feast of St. Gregory Palamas. Now, Great Lent had, a, had already existed for over a thousand years, if not more. 
And on this very Sunday, the church, more than a thousand years ago, read this same gospel. In fact, St. Gregory Palamas wrote a beautiful gospel on this Sunday in front of another church, in front of other Orthodox Christians, just like you and me. And St. Gregory Palamas talked about this gospel and what it means. Now in this gospel, Jesus, it says, is at home. Jesus is at home. Think about that. The creator of the universe, the one who said in Genesis, let there be light and there was, is at home. Now he wasn't technically at his own home because the scriptures say he was actually staying at St. Peter's home. So St. Peter actually brought Jesus into his home, offered hospitality to Christ as his disciple and as his friend, and Jesus really, really, really made himself at home in Peter's house. Do you know why? Because he would invite all of these people to his home all the time and would teach them. And there'd be so many people that the house would be crowded. Can you imagine having someone come to your house and then they would in turn invite people and there'd be so many people in your room, in your house, that they couldn't even go and come inside. And then some people wanted to see God so badly, your house guests, that they climbed up on your roof, ripped off the roof and dropped the guy down to the roof so that that person could be with Christ. This is what St. Gregory is describing from this gospel. And St. Gregory asks the question, why would these people do such a thing? Did they do such a thing because they thought that Jesus was some kind of mere wise man, some philosopher with a new philosophy, some guy who did beautiful symbols and said beautiful things about the forgiveness of sins. No, St. Gregory said that Jesus did that because he is God, because he is the power of God, and Jesus does two miracles, actually, in this miracle today. The first miracle we may not necessarily at first see as a miracle, but it just as much uh, reveals Jesus as God as the raising from the paralytic. The first miracle that Jesus did in this gospel passage, which in fact is the most important miracle of the two, is that Jesus forgave this man's sins. Now, the, the, the problem that the Pharisees had, and the problem that some of us may have, is that the forgiveness of sins, which by definition involves something spiritual, very much real, but spiritual and invisible, Jesus forgave the man of his sins and made him whole. And St. Gregory made a special point that Jesus Christ, before he healed the body, healed the most important part, the, the, and the, that the soul. And that the sins are actually the root of all problems and diseases that we have in the world. And Jesus healed the sins first to show the priority of having our sins forgiven before he healed the body. And then, when he said, your sins are forgiven, and the Pharisees were all upset and said, Jesus, why are you blaspheming? And then Jesus says to them, what is easier for me to do, to merely speak words and say, your sins are forgiven, or in your minds, to raise this paralytic 
and they had to tell him to go walk and go home. And so Jesus did this miracle for this very blessed man and said, rise, take up your pallet and go home. But he did this in order to prove the more important miracle of the forgiveness of sins. Now, we are all here, you are all here because you believe that Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God, truly the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he has come here to forgive sinners because this is what he himself said he came to do. And when we come and receive the Holy Sacrament of Holy Communion, remember this, that Jesus Christ is truly present among us. Jesus Christ is truly present in the world and in our lives. When we pray to Jesus Christ, we are not doing so as some kind of symbolic, ritualistic gesture, but we are speaking to the true living God who has allowed us to become united with him, allowed us to join in his life. He shares his life with us, so that, and we can share our life with his, and we may become a unity, a communion with our Christ and our Lord and our Savior.